Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. From New York, it's Star Wars Action News' continuing coverage of Toy Fair 2011. Hello and welcome to our continuing coverage of Toy Fair International. I'm Arnie. I'm Marjorie. This is Star Wars Action News. Want to follow up on a couple of things yesterday. We had so much going on yesterday. There were two pieces of information that kind of slipped past. And I want to correct some not entirely accurate reporting that I'm seeing online on Facebook and whatnot. Well, the first thing we want to talk about is I was chatting up one of the Hasbro guys while everything was kind of dying down and everything. We were talking about the vintage SDCC exclusive, and I was bemoaning the fact that last year it cost me an arm and a leg to ship Galactus home because it almost cost me the price of Galactus because I had to buy a box, and the girl at FedEx had to make a box out of this other box and some other boxes to ship him home. It was basically a pain in my rear. And I was bemoaning that to this guy. I said, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get this home now. We have to fly over here. He goes, well, we're kind of working with FedEx to come up with a special box for it. I'm like, you're kidding. He says, no, we kind of learned some stuff from Galactus. I said, Galactus, I love him, but... There were some issues because getting him home was not easy, especially keeping him in that awesome box and that awesome card because that's what you want to do with this stuff is keep it on the card and in the box because the packaging is amazing. And I know Jerry is probably like freaking out. I'm saying this because he's such a packaging nut, but they are allegedly trying to work with FedEx to come up with a special box that you could buy to go with it. Now, it's not definite. It doesn't even know if it's going to happen, but they're exploring that option, which I think would be cool. I did tell the guy that they sold boxes that fit their collectibles. They would make a gold mine at Comic-Con. But the problem is we need a special box still because in addition to the 12-pack of figures, you know, we may be buying some other large exclusives sentinel so we'd need a special box that could fit both or pay fedex the double shipping but i just figure preview night you and i get in line we get our two 12 packs of figures any other hasbro exclusives they have there we just walk right over to the fedex and just include this as cost of the exclusives pack them ship them out preview night yeah that's what we're gonna have to do because i need them now I'm reading on a lot of Facebook pages that it was said that the Comic-Con exclusive was going to be $120. Pricing has not been finalized for that item. No, in fact, all they said was it was in the neighborhood of $100, they thought. 
Yeah, they said because you're getting 12 figures, say about $10 a figure, but it is not a final price yet. So anything you're reading as far as the price goes, take it with a grain of salt. However, I honestly wonder if 120 is a little on the low side yeah. given the two bonus figures you're getting and the fact that the vintage figures have kind of gone up in price a little bit. 120 is in the neighborhood, but it might actually be a bit of a bargain at that. But wouldn't that make it one of the most expensive retail prices for the Comic-Con exclusives, though? Not aftermarket, but buying it at the con. I mean, Galactus was a bit pricey at 65. 80. 80. He was 80? Yeah. Oh, he's worth every dollar. But you see what I'm saying? If it was that, I wonder what the most expensive Hasbro toy actually at the show was. Well, I'd have to look into that. I do know that when they do packs of figures like this before i mean what i mentioned this was reminiscent of is when on the marvel legends line you got the entire hulk fing fang foom wave before it hit retail all in one special box similar to here you're getting all these chase figures in one special box and that was over a hundred i know it'll be interesting here's the thing don't count your chickens before they hatch don't wait for pricing and you know what if i were you if this is going to be an issue and you know you really want it sock away 150 bucks because you don't have to pay for shipping either way and maybe it won't be such a bad thing because it, it is going to be a lot of money because you are getting a lot. It's not going to be a thirty dollar collectible. Thing, here's here's the final note on this. They did say they're going to try to make them available through their retail partners and to people who can't make it to the con. And don't they usually give a twenty percent off plus free shipping coupon at the con? Something like SDCC two zero one one for twenty percent off plus free shipping at Hasbro Toy Shop. Yeah. If you're willing to risk it, there's a chance that you could save money. A lot of money not getting them at the con, even if you're at the con. But will they have the exclusive mouse droid and yes. Salacious Crown? Yes. Well, then that wouldn't be such a big deal, but it is a gamble. But if you're not going, it's a great chance to take. And who knows? Really? It's, this is unknown. So I wouldn't panic until we get any firm details. Now, also yesterday we were talking about the new kids line from Hasbro. The Jedi Force figures. And we couldn't remember what the line back in 2005 was. Well, I want to thank Chris K. I won't say his last name for privacy reasons, but Chris K. on our Facebook page. Now you can find out who he is. And he wants to be friends with all of you. It was Jedi Force. That's ironic? Unfortunate? What is it? So the line that didn't last back in 2005 has the same name as the kids' toy line that they're starting in 2011. And I went back and looked online at some of those pictures in the old, old Star Wars Action News photo galleries of pictures we took at Big Lots when they were on clearance, the aesthetic is shockingly similar. Hmm. It's just these are smaller. The other ones were much bigger. They were 8-inch or 9-inch. These are much, much smaller, a little taller than a galactic hero. If a galactic hero righted its posture, that's about how tall it would be. <laughs> they just aren't in the squatting position. And the slim faces with the big feet and big hands is what the Jedi Force was in 05. So I find that a very interesting choice on their part. So thanks to Chris for reminding us of what we couldn't remember because we were looking at so many new toys yesterday. It became so easy to forget the old mm -hmm. failed lines. But let's move on to day two of Toy Fair. Today we were at the Javits Center proper where all of the magic takes place. And we started off the day as we always do at what is 
called the Lego Party. Now, in years past, they used to do this on Saturday night, and it really was a soiree. I think we got to go to one of these. Yeah. And it was at a nice hotel. It was at the Westin. They had an open bar. They had finger food. And an open bar. Yes, and an open bar, which was... Video games. And and an an open open bar. bar. (laughs) It was a real party. It was great. That only lasted one year of our tenure. Then they moved it to Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. And I think you summed it up perfectly when you put, it's the Lego party. I meet a bunch of dorks with DSLRs. Sleepy dorks. Yeah, sleepy dorks. We are all so groggy from having been up late working on various sites and then going into Lego early in the morning. The Lego section always has about a half a wall of Star Wars. Yeah. And some of which has already been out and some of which is new. And Marjorie, you got to talk to one Julie of Julie Stern. And here's my interview with her. We are at the Lego booth and I'm here with Julie Stern from Lego. Hi, how are you? Good. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've got this year from Lego? It's a huge year for us. Star Wars is one of our biggest lines. We have over 20 new sets, 18 new minifigures, and everything from classic movies to sequels to Clone Wars is represented. Now, one of the neat things I've noticed is the pod racer, which is unbelievable, and that's so great that you've got that going on. But it's really cool how it's suspended on clear logo Legos, and it kind of looks like you, it's actually flying. It is. The pod racers are one of our biggest features for the year. They actually have a handle, so when you after you build it, you can actually fly them around and recreate the movie. So it gives a little bit more action to a buildable toy. And I noticed the little figures. Watto finally gets some love. Yes, Watto got some love this year. A lot of new figures, a lot of great details. Okay, and then you've got a Millennium Falcon here, too. This is a little smaller than the normal one. It is a smaller Millennium Falcon, but inside there are more details. So when you open everything up, there's actually play functions, and the inside is represented there versus just the exterior, which we've had in the past. Is there a degeneric table inside? I do not know. (laughs) Do you know what that is? I do not know. That is a holographic chess that they play? Let's find out. (laughs) That'll be the big question that everyone is going to ask. There it is. It is So now you know, the Jarek table is in there. It is in there. <laughs> I learn something new every day. <laughs> We've got a Republic frigate also. Yeah. So that one's really great. Comes. Did all those come with it? All those come with it. So there's five minifigures in that one. It's really about the minifigures this year and the collectability with those. And I know there's a Quinlan Voss, which is a fan favorite. Yes, it is. We really listen to our fans this year. We want to know what everybody thinks. And those are starting to reflect in the sets now. And then over here we've got... Darth Maul's Sith, Sith Infiltrator. And his little bike. We do, and he's got a brand new mask and everything else, so we really upped that uh, ante on that minifigure and, again, brought fans what they wanted. And it looks like he comes with a hood also? He does come with a hood, yes. Okay. And we have a Geonosian Starfighter, and that's the first Geonosian we've had in LEGO, correct? It is. It's the first Geonosian. Again, a fan favorite, so we wanted to get that in there and really represent the Star Wars universe. And we've got some more Clone Wars over here. We've got the Dathomir Speeder. And the, probably the cutest one that you guys have is the Ewok attack set. We introduced the new Ewoks last year. They flew off the shelves, so we brought them back in a smaller set. But again, the collectability of the Ewoks is always there. It is, and really the only way Ewoks can get cuter is with Legos. Yes. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you can't get any cuter. Yeah. Done. Now, this is one that's surely to fly off the shelves, too. The Bounty Hunter Assault Gunship, but it's got an Aura Sing, which is another fan favorite. It is. Again, we really listen to our fans. Our fans give us a ton of feedback the last few years, and it does take about two years for a Lego set to come to fruition, so keep giving your feedback because it does happen. It just takes a little longer than 
you would think it does. Okay. And then I think another one that's going to fly off the shelves is your Mandalorian Battle Pack. Mandos are hot. They are hot. And the Battle Packs in general are always a huge fan favorite for us. So many minifigures, so many ways to build your army, and that one's going to be fantastic. Okay. And which one's your favorite out of all these? I love the pod racers. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Julie. Thank you. Thanks to Julie for coming on the show. I have to say, my two favorite things. First of all, loving, loving, loving the pod racer set with the clear bricks to make them really look like they're floating. And I've, I've always been a fan of the pod racers. I remember when Hasbro came out with them during their episode one toys. Just loving them. Loving the Sebulba and Wald. Once again, another company beating Hasbro to the punch on figures by making a Wald. Now Hasbro has to play catch up again. Yes, but you're missing the most important figure in that collection that is coming with the pod racers. Someone who is long overdue for a Lego minifig. Watto. Yes, and he is freaking adorable. I just want the minifigs. I don't want the Legos because then I have to build them. And then the other set that I really liked, just because of the minifig, and I, I'll probably just pick it up as a keychain rather than as the actual set, is the Sith Speeder with the Savage Press with a giant battle axe. I thought that was cool. I don't necessarily need the Asajj Ventress or the Anakin or the Sith Speeder, but I, I want the Savage Press. But how about the Battle of Naboo with the Gungans? Well, you know, we already have some Gungan Legos, so perhaps I they know. could all go together because we have them on the Boomer cart. Yes, but you can never have enough Gungans. I think the other hot set is the Ewok set that is out. They've got some amazing Ewoks, which it's about time some Ewoks get some love. I have to say that it's, this is beyond time. It's Ewok Attack, and it comes with a scout trooper and two Ewoks, and you get a little speeder bike, you get a little tree house, and it's really cute, and I think it's great. It's totally different than the ships because it's so organic, because it's a tree and, like, a little stand in the tree. I love the little tree Lego leave things. I don't even know what they're called. I'm sure they have a technical term. Maybe not. But it looks like leaves, but it's Lego parts. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool because it really stands out. It's totally different, and I think it's really neat. But the pod racers are really cool, too. And we got to talk about the Millennium Falcon. Nice ship. Yeah, that is just amazing. Now, after Lego, we went over to Diamond Distributor Booth, where they have a hodgepodge of different things, because Diamond being a distributor... They had a lot of different companies there. We got to see the Gentle Giant 12-inch figures. No new figures being shown there, just Leia, Han, Chewie, and Vader. Also, the banks still being distributed. We got the Clone and the R2-D2 bank. They had some Attack as one-tenth scale figures that I had initially mistaken for Gentle Giant's one-tenth scale Artifacts Plus. They had a Shadow Stormtrooper with a regular Stormtrooper next to him, different poses, and the Vader, so Diamond is going to be distributing those to its various resellers if you're looking to get those really sharp-looking figures. They did look really good, and I was totally blown away that they were Attackus. And then they had a bunch of General Giant minibus that are already out, already shipping, widely available on discount mini places, but I guess Diamond's still trying to sell some of them off, like Ula and Minoc Hunt Leia. Now, with the Star Wars vehicle collection, the starships and vehicles that we've reviewed on the show previously, they had a good number of those out. They had a TIE Interceptor, Cloud Car, Jabba's Skiff, a homing spider droid. And I got to say, you know, when I see these here, I think they look pretty good. But when I buy them at home, I think they look terrible. No, I still thought they looked terrible. I think they just picked the best ones to put out there. Yeah. And they just 
there was no mushy cupcake Death Star. No. <laughs> I want to say that I think the Star Wars line of this is really getting ripped off because on the shelf, two shelves above it, they had the Marvel collection where they're doing little figures. The Marvel collection is a binder to put all your little magazines in that's special and it says Marvel figure collection. Yeah, I have a big plastic bag that I put all my books in because I have yeah, the Marvel figure The Marvel collection. one was fancier. Thanks to Javier. Really no surprises at Diamond. We then went across the aisle to Funko, and I know, Marjorie, you're not a big fan of bobbleheads. I just don't like the bobbly. It's kind of creepy. But I'm really, really finding the pop series of bobbleheads to be quite cute, and the fact that first wave out of the box, they're giving me a Greedo. They're doing something really He looks right. like a baby. He, yeah, he looks like he a looks baby like a baby Greedo. And these are vinyl bobbleheads. They're shorter than regular bobbleheads. Not all of them are winners. I still think the Stormtrooper looks like his eyes are spaced too far apart. He's the Mina Savari. <laughs> I told you she looks like an alien. You didn't believe me. But the Greedo, the Yoda, the Darth Stewie. I'm sorry, Darth Vader. Now, here's what I'm hoping for. I noticed the other lines, they have the pop bobbles and they have pop plushies. We need some Star Wars plushies in this. They also had the... Lamps on display. Nothing new, though. Just the 501st Trooper that we'd already seen. Same folding headphones we'd already seen as well. So not a whole lot of surprises there. No, I think the pop is the new stuff this year. They did have the Halloween bobbleheads, the big and small ones out. So we can expect to be seeing those again come... Probably next month. (laughs) Because it's almost time to get ready for Christmas, isn't it? Last year, though, Toy Fair... Funko had so many items we weren't expecting, like the lamps. This year, it doesn't seem to be that big of a push. No. So then we headed down the aisle a little bit to Mimoko, makers of the Mimobot flash drives. I interviewed Scott from their product team to talk a little bit about what's going on with their line, what's coming up, and there are some cool surprises. Hi, I'm here with Scott from Mimoko, and we're going to talk about flash drives. Hi, yeah, so we at Mimico make designer flash drives uh, that come in a number of different capacities. We do character-based flash drives, which is a little bit unique style, and we have been producing Star Wars characters as flash drives for about four years now. We have a number of different series, we're up to series six, and each series has between three to five different characters. So we've done quite a lot of the famous characters, both on the good side and the dark side. And right now at Toy Fair, we are exhibiting, wow, it looks like we have, I'm going to say 15 or so. Our most recent line, we did an Empire Strikes Back series. Well, what we do is we are fans ourselves, and, and we take a little bit of more of a, you know, an interpretation of the characters. We definitely stay true to the spirit of the characters, but because we're, you know, we're trans forming them into a small little characterization. We take uh, some liberties, but we, we work very closely with Lucasfilm to come together with what we think is a great partnership with design. And the last series we just did, Series 6, was an Empire Strikes Back series, more of a Hoth series. So we have Wampa, Luke, and Hoth. We have Snowtrooper, and we also have Yoda. So we, you know, we broke out of you know, the ice planet there. But um, we actually, if you go online to our website or our YouTube channel, we did a, a deleted scene. There's a famous Empire Strikes Back deleted scene with a Wampa attack. Do you ever, do you, I don't know if you know that, but we, we basically recreated that scene in animation using Mimobots to, you know, 
create that. So, you know, we're hardcore fans ourselves. But the great thing about the Mimo bots is that not only are they, you know, cool character flash drive, they also come preloaded with Star Wars content. So it comes with wallpapers, screensavers, avatars. We also have a great soundbite application that we worked with Lucas, uh, the archives, and we have the the pure audio dialogue track from the film. So we have, you know, we're very used to hearing the lines. Everyone knows the lines, but we know it with the sound effects and, you know, the music. But we have just the audio track. So what we have, this application, once you install it on your computer, it'll play character lines every time you insert and eject the flash drive. But it's, a, it's really great. If you're a hardcore fan, it's really a nice way to to have you know that character in your computer and the, and the actual the quality of those audio files are terrific so it's a really nice added thing what we do is we always bring content into the equation so every time you buy a MemoBot it comes preloaded with series specific content one thing I'm noticing on your sign here is something I hadn't seen from MemoCo before is the iPhone skins is that something that's going to be coming out in the Star Wars line or possibly yes I can't say very much but um Keep an eye out. We're going to be expanding some skins, uh, some original designs, and and other iPod, iPad accessory types of, you know, things. And with the flash drives, we know you do the different series. Are they carry forwards? I know the Lobot was a exclusive that had a limited run. Is Series One still in manufacturing, or is it just the current like Empire Strikes Back and going forward? What we do is we try to mix it up because we don't want to limit it so much that people can't get a C-3PO. So some of the characters are limited. And we originally started our first, I would say, three series were totally limited to like two to 5,000 units. So once they were sold out, they were sold out forever. Now we, we like to keep, you know, mix it up. We ourselves are collectors, so we appreciate things that are limited. But we also don't want to limit it too much. So... It's actually, it's, it's a little bit of a, a fun game we play, like who should be limited, who should be unlimited. And right now, uh, we're going to be coming out with a couple new limited. We'll keep, definitely keep your eyes out in the next months, coming months, for some new stuff. So we're going to mix it up soon. Can you give us any hints as to what kind of themes future waves might have, which movies you might be going for, or any Clone Wars stuff? Possibly Clone Wars. Let me ask you, can I reverse this interview? What would you like to see? Jar Jar. What? You're not serious, are you? I, lo- I love Jar Jar. Oh. And I, there's not enough. Yes, it's me. Yeah. What do you love about Jar Jar? <laughs> He's so fun and stupid. He doesn't mean any harm. He just wants to have a good time and help people. And people beat him up all the time with, for that. Yeah, I think that, well, he became a senator, right? He definitely made the most of himself and, you know, be all that he could be. Okay, well, I'll definitely pass that along, you know, and take that under advisement. You can make his ears like a USB cord or something to hook up something. <laughs> I just don't think, like, technological device and Jar Jar Binks work together, because he obviously doesn't know how to work it, but, okay, that's an interesting uh, first-time-ever suggestion, so, you know, we'll go with that one. He probably has a better one that would actually be made. I don't know. I mean, I look at the fandom, and the Cantina aliens are always big. You know, you've got your Greedo, your Walrus Man, your Hammerhead type thing. They always have their niches. Uh, the Bounty Hunters, obviously, you've done Boba Fett, but there's the Bosk, the Forlom. You know, there's all those iconic characters that have their niche fans that would... idiot who is a robot. I mean, we actually have gotten a lot of success from Robot Flash, like the characters that are robots... Because it just works very well. So, you know, technological device, robot. So, yeah, IG-88. I would like to say that one. Do a job of the Hut portable hard drive? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I totally buy portable hard drives. 
that were stylized. Get the ship designs going on some of the hard drive sizes, a Millennium Falcon hard drive type thing, USB. He's nodding. Nodding, nodding. See, I like this because, you know, four gig is just not enough sometimes. And oh, yeah. Which, which was my next question. Currently, you have them up to 16 gig. There's always the arms race of memory storage. Are you looking at expanding those larger anytime soon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We look at this as I get very attached to my memory, my content. And what I end up doing is I have a lot of Memo bots that I just fill up, and I always need more storage. So we are always looking to grow, to expand. And I think that actually lends itself, because then you don't want to throw it away because of what's inside and what's also on the outside. So you start collecting memories, start collecting characters. So absolutely, we're just we're going to always keep going. And you know, you always need more memory. And these are thumb drives, so let's go technical a little bit. How many read writes are they rated at before the flash memory no longer is good? Because everybody's looking at the character, but you know, I, I teach classes and I always have the students, oh, my thumb drive died. And I hear that every quarter. So how are these as far as the actual technical use goes? Well, I, we, I can just say that we buy the highest quality flash and we stand behind our product. We have a year guarantee on this. So um, we like to have the minimum number of rewrite cycles we have is beyond the standards of what's expected. So, but we stand behind this product 110%. So, if anyone is dissatisfied, we take customer service so importantly. It's it's a big priority for us. So, it is important. I just wanted them to know it's a good product inside as well as cute outside. Now, I notice you have blind box. Yeah. Is there any? time in the future maybe Star Wars blind box because blind box is maddeningly fun to collect. Yes. I, you know, you're asking all these good questions that I wish I could expand on more, but I will say that this we have just released our first blind box product. This is a new thing for us. So far, it's an artist series. We've been working with this particular artist group for a number of years now, so we felt very comfortable to launch this brand with them. It's been great so far, and we are very eager to expand it into a larger you know, realm. The thing about Star Wars and the blind box is that, like we were talking about earlier, there's the good side and the dark side, and I think it's I don't know if people have different allegiances 100%, but in the blind box, you don't know what you're going to get, which is exciting and, and part of the draw. But we, we're, you know, we're exploring it heavily, and we will just, I, I wish I could tell you a lot more. <laughs> just stay tuned, and hopefully you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> and now you've got a new license that you're debuting here at Toy Fair? Yes, yes. We have just launched our DC collaboration, Warner, and we actually started with uh, a limited edition Batman, the first, the 1939, you know, kind of Art Deco, original, you know, envisioning of the Dark Knight. And that was a limited run. And now we've moved on to an unlimited first launch of Batman four-character series. So we have Joker, Robin, Catwoman, which I think she turned out pretty rad, and Batman himself. It's, it's kind of hard to, like, get cool female characters for some reason, just because of the shape, but you know, I was pretty, I'm very happy with the way the Catwoman turned out, especially. So, yeah. With Green Lantern this summer, are you planning on jumping into the marketing for that? <laughs> He's fidgeting. I know, you made him nervous. Well, I, I'm not nervous, you're just hitting all the right questions. Please stay tuned. Please stay tuned. All right, well, Scott, thank you for your time very much. Thank I've you, been a fan of the product for many years. Great, thanks, guys. I'm super excited about the...
potential for blind boxed because I like blind box items. I don't know that they're they're trying it with one license. I don't think I want blind box thirty six dollar thumb drives. I'm sorry, it's just too expensive for a blind box for me. I I like not knowing what I'm getting. Well, then I can buy them for you and wrap them up. I don't think that they need to do that to the masses. I am against you on this one, Marjorie. Hey, it works for an entire country. Why wouldn't it work for us? It works for Japan. Now let's talk about the potential for portable hard drives. That he didn't say no to, but I couldn't tell. I couldn't get a read on him. If you know, When you meet these companies, a lot of them, and Momoko seemed to be one of them, that's very interested in fan input. Kotobuki mm-hmm. is the same way. They want to hear from you, and they're going to take that to heart. I mean... I think Hasbro, they get so much feedback that they're like, all right, we, we, they, a lot gets lost in the signal to noise ratio. But companies like Mimoko, Kotobukiya, when they talk to people, I think they take each individual piece of feedback very seriously and consider it. I think when I was saying hard drives, I couldn't tell if he's saying, well, we've thought about that and that's not a bad idea, or if he's going, well, that's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll consider it for the future. I couldn't get a read on which way he was going. I thought he was saying we're in discussions to see how it would work out, and maybe it's coming out later. But I know that I personally would really like a Millennium Falcon terabyte hard drive. because You said Jabba the Hutt. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be kind of cool, since they've done characters, but they could do the vehicles. Yeah, they, they could. hard drive-wise. So. It'd be a little awkward to carry. Mm, not really. X-Wing would be tough. Yeah, an X-Wing would be a little tough. I don't know that they could do it because of the narrowness. Yeah. They could do the larger things again, like the Falcon or... Imperial shuttle attack. Maybe an Imperial gunship. Shuttle. I think you'd be paying quite a bit for the extra parts on those. Yeah. But it wouldn't be... I, I'd buy one. I really would. Now, if we didn't get enough cute looking at the Pop series over at Funko, we headed over to Comic Images, which some of you may know from selling at cons where they've got the little super deformed plushy toys and the star wars line they have marvel as well and they had those star wars scruffies at celebration five which were the hit and sold out like almost immediately well if you thought that those are cute you're gonna really want to hang on your wallet here this year because they made stuffed ships the adat is so cute he's like a little puppy dog no He's more turtle, I think, than puppy. He's cute. He is cute, but he's kind of turtly with the yeah. bulbous head and the really tiny and It looks like legs. he's got a grimace and little slit eyes. But he's they're so cute. They had a falcon, which was really cool. Is that an X-Wing? Yeah, the, the X-Wing. It's a little hard to tell because it doesn't have the spires on it. Super cute. Love that they're doing ships. I think that's great. Then they had their standard backpacks. Ewok looks new this year, though. Yeah, I don't remember seeing the Ewok, but I gotta say, when you see an Ewok as a backpack... It looks like a dead Ewok. It looks like somebody skinned an Ewok and are selling me the pelt. (laughs) Now, perhaps some Ewok haters would actually be more attracted to the backpack (laughs) to hang on their wall as the Ewok pelt trophy. Big Ewok rug to lay on. And of course, they're continuing with all of their various plushies. They got the Shock Trooper out there. Darth Vader, and of course, the ever-popular Yoda and Santa Hat Yoda. Mm-hmm. And continuing with a plush kind of style, we went down to Underground Toys. Now, you may know Underground Toys as the makers of those really annoying USB devices for your computer, like the hubs that won't stop making noise. Or those little Star Wars in your pocket things. Yeah, and the iPhone cases that you see on Star Wars Shop. Well, they also 
are the makers of the Talking Plushies, and that series is really going to continue here in the next year. We're going to have a Cantina plush alien, the band member, and I don't know exactly what he would say since he talks. I'm guessing he'd play music rather than actually vocalize words. Yeah, it's not Finger and Dan. It's just Cantina member, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a giant Chewbacca. Oh, my God. I have to own this. He's really cute. He has a giant noggin and a little tiny body, and you can press him on the chest. He makes Chewbacca growls. He must be mine. And they've got some clones coming out, including a clone in brown who, I gotta say, I I didn't recognize the brown clone. uh, A lot of the new clones from Clone Wars. It's Captain Pooh. They're kind of confusing me from Clone Wars, but I'm sure that one of our listeners will write in and tell me the episode that I'm forgetting. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be specious, but all clones look alike. (laughs) Wait, they all do look alike because they're clones. Oh. Well, <laughs> and they've also got a big stuffed Ewok that's what they say about 16 inches tall. About, I think they said the nine inch, oh, line, nine or inch. 11 inch line. That was man math. I'm sorry. And they also have a lightsaber flashlight that's LEDs on the front, really bright LEDs. The guy shined it in my eye. I didn't actually like that. It was he really shined it bright. on my girls. <laughs> and in a real quick non Star Wars note, they're coming out with Stay Puffed Marshmallows and they're caffeinated. Yeah. I'm they're sure they're going to be on Think Pretty Geek. cool. Yeah. So. Now there really is a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's kind of like Bubba Gump Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Life imitates art. Continuing the quick hits with the little companies, we then went over to Jazzwares. Now, Jazzwares is a... It was actually Zoofy, but we looked at the Jazzwares items. Zoofy was a distributor, and Jazzwares was the company that made the really cool spyware stuff that was announced at CES. Yeah, this was on StarWars.com as well. Now, we couldn't take actual photos of the items at the booth, but they did get us some press material that we were able to get some images from. This is all the spy gear. They're new to the Star Wars license. And I talked to the head of product development about their toys. Uh, My name is Joe Amato. I handle product development for Jazzwares. Um, This year we have the Star Wars license. We have two categories. We have consumer electronics, which is boomboxes, MP4 players, um, headphones and stuff like that. And we have spywares, which is kind of like a spy line. And the theme behind that is going to be bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. That's interesting. Now, why don't you tell me a little bit about some of the products here? What's this little thing? That is night vision goggles. They're sort of patterned after Commander Cody from uh, Clone Trooper. And... What we're trying to do is kind of give them all like as if they were Cody's at one point, and now bounty hunters have taken them over. So it's all the gear the bounty hunters would use to find their prey or track their, you know, their bounties. So we have a voice changer, which does uh, it impersonates Darth Vader, General Grievous, or uh, Boba Fett, which always come in handy for bounty hunters to use. And next to those, we have perimeter droids. What those are going to be, they're going to be like a tripwire. You put one on each side of the door, and when you walk through it, an alarm goes off. So you know if anybody's coming or you know when somebody's uh, about to attack you. I think that's going to be fabulous for some little kids. I think that's just going to be a hit. Oh, definitely. I think it's it's cool because it's a new play pattern for Star Wars that has not been done. You know, there's been role play, but this is totally... What we're doing is we're working with, directly with Lucasfilm on trying to copy a lot of the props that are used in the movie. So it's going to be very prop-orientated, like the perimeter droids are very much looked exactly like Darth Maul's droids, and we're going to be doing some stuff, you know, Boba Fett's gear and a lot of the other bounty hunters, and just really make them look like props. 
Now you've also got some electronics, and the, I think the coolest one here is the pop-top Darth Vader that has a CD player in it. Yeah, it's a Darth Vader boombox. It's an AM/FM uh, radio, and it's also a CD player. And you pop it open, and you put a CD in. That's going to be. I mean, it's cool because it's like almost exactly 100% like Darth Vader. We have. We're going to try to do an R2D2 MP4 player with awesome C3PO earbuds that are vac metalized. Very cool. Cameras, and then that Darth Vader statue there is an alarm clock, and he lights up. So what sound does it make when it wakes you up? Um, It's Darth Vader breathing and his lightsaber lighting up. So that's what you can wake up to? Yeah, because, you know, your master's calling you. Now, where does it show the time? Is There is a display on the front to show the time? Okay. Date and time, alarm set. It's got the radio. Oh, it's got a radio. Sorry, I didn't know. So you can wake up to either. Okay. That's yeah, cool. you could you could set it. And we're going to also be doing for spyware, we're doing to do a watch that's going to have, um, I think it's like a motion alarm where you can set it and leave it alone. And if anybody moves it or it's got a heat sensor, if it passes in front of anybody, it sets also an alarm. And so, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff like that for Star Wars. Very cool. And when do you expect these to start hitting store? Are they going to be sold in retail stores, online-only retailers, or what's your expectation for these? Um, we're hope it's going to be mass, mass market, uh, Toys R Us, everybody like that, um, some online retailers. We're here at Zoofy's booth, which is our distributor, so, you know, they're going to be helping us with that stuff, too. But um, they're going to be all over, and we're hoping for fourth quarter this year we'll have start shipping out soon. Hi, just in time for Christmas. Yeah, I hope so. Well, thank you very much. Oh, no, thank you. I think there's going to be a lot of little sisters who are dreading their big brothers getting these. I could have been tortured with these devices, I'm sure, with the room alarms and the sensor on the watch and everything. I would have tortured my sister. Exactly. See, there you go. Now, continuing with the companies that do these kind of crossover toys, Uncle Milton was at Toy Fair. Uncle Milton, of course, good friends of ours. They were at our Celebration 5 party last Mm -hmm. year. Got to go in and talk to them again. Always great to see them. They had a few new items on display as well as some old ones that will be making a return. Something I didn't realize. The Force Trainer at Target this past year was a variant, and it was a Target-exclusive Force Trainer that had an LED light at the top to illuminate the tube that the ball hovers in. That is going to be coming back sometime in the future as a non-exclusive item. Target has sold them all through, so those are gone. Some of the new items they had, one of them is the Boba Fett Launch Lab, and this is a rocket-type Boba Fett. You've got to be looking at the picture on the Enhanced Podcast or go to SWActionNews.com for the shot. It's got like a cylindrical tube that has Boba Fett's body on it and then a large, giant, kind of like bobbly Boba Fett head on top of a skiff platform. Basically, it looks like a rocket ship with a giant head. And it has a strap-on backpack that you can put on him. And then it's got his jetpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that strap-on backpack. Then it has a billow that you can step on, and it's to teach kids about air pressure. You step on it, and the harder you step or pound, the higher Boba Fett will fly off the skiff. That sounds like that could get broken in about three days. And it's going to be a really durable yeah, plastic. Yeah, it has to be. Because I would have torn that up in no time. 
They also have an R2-D2 slide projector, and this is a little R2-D2 model. They're able to put little slides in. It's going to project and magnify the slides on the ceiling. And it's supposed to simulate a microscope because what it's going to show is, for example, Chewbacca fur. Does he have fleas? Clone trooper DNA. Or a circuit board, or as they call it, R2-D2 PCB. Lightsaber crystal, quartz, charred Death Star fragment, burnt metal, all these various things that you'd look at under a microscope to see close up, R2 will project on your ceiling or on your wall. Oh, and a thread from Yoda's robe. Look, that's an old robe. They don't need to be taking too many threads from that. The ever-popular Star Wars room light is going to be returning, but now they're going character-specific. There's going to be Luke's green saber, Obi-Wan's blue saber, and Darth Vader's red saber, so it's no longer going to change color. Just have the single color, but have the various hilts. And I finally got them to give a demo, and yes, one remote control will turn on and off many of these, and it's even backwards compatible with the older room light, the multicolor one, which is going to be still available. So now you can have a whole wall of room lights and have them all be different sabers and have like a little armory of room lights, and one button turns them all on. The only flaw is if you have the multicolor changing one, you push the button, half of them turn on, and the multicolored one changes color. (laughs) So are we redoing our bedroom in lightsaber? We might just be. And then they're taking the lightsaber tech lab that we reviewed on the show previously and kind of doing it a little bit differently but they're calling it the dark side detector and it's a mini lightsaber this one's darth vader style and you do assemble it but in addition to turning it on it determines your side of the force does it depend on the day because i could go either way sometimes some days i am dark side some days i'm light side some days eh, you gotta push me to make me dark side they told me it worked Similar to mood ring technology. Which is no technology. <laughs> well, it's a bit thermal. And they said that even in the heat of Javits Center, there were some people coming up Jedi, but you push the button and put your thumb on it. And if it senses your dark side, it'll turn red. And if it senses your light side, it'll turn bluish purple. So those are very cool new products as well as all the classic items that are being carried forward. Now, for those of you who watch the Super Bowl or just really watch the commercials... I just watched the commercials. We still haven't finished them. <laughs> Sadly. They had the costume that the little boy wore in the Volkswagen ad. It was a Ruby's costume that he wore. And they had the costume on display along with the commercial playing on the TV right by it. Now, Ruby's still had their costumes on display. didn't look like anything new, but it was kind of cute that they had the little boy mannequin with the Darth Vader outfit and the Volkswagen ad yeah. running above him. I kind of wondered about that outfit. I was like, did they get a 501st guy to make an outfit or how'd they get the outfit? It turned out it was just a Ruby's off-the-shelf costume. So you can give your son or daughter the exact same costume that the boy was wearing in the Volkswagen ad from Ruby's. And last, but certainly not least, the last holdout of the high-end collectors to still come to Toy Fair... Is Kotobukiya. Yes. Master Replicas doesn't exist anymore. No, we know that. I don't think he exists anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Sideshow. They pulled out years ago. Yes, yes, they did. They just do it all online now. FX Collectibles. Well, they never were there. No, they've never come here. Well, there's no reason to. It's really a different kind of thing at Toy Fair. You don't see the big expensive toys. A lot of it's stuff that goes in toy stores or those 
you know, wink, wink, educational toy stores that your mom always made you go buy a toy or you had that aunt that always bought you something from there? Yeah, I mean, there are people who spend days and days going through Toy Fair. Us, with our narrow focus of Star Wars toys, there's very little there. It's not for the collector. It's not for even the media. It's to sell product. And Mm -hmm. if you don't go to a... If your hope is not to be in a big store chain shelf then there's no point to be there. So mm-hmm. Sideshow with their direct sales and their distributor network, FX Collectibles, same thing. No reason for them to be there. But Kotobukiya keeps coming back, and we are so glad to see them. Oh, God. They have got amazing products. Here to walk us through it is Shingo. And we're here at Kotobukiya with our good friend Shingo. Hello again. Hello, I'm Shingo from Kotobukiya. I'm Medium Marketing Coordinator. I'm going to introduce you guys some of our hottest new lineup for our Star Wars here. Starting off with our Darth Maul Ukiyo-e version from our Artifact Statue line, which is our PVC line. And uh, it's a larger scale than our Artifacts Plus line, which we'll be introducing later. Um, Okay, so Darth Maul here, we have uh, art concept based on Ukiyo-e, which is an old Japanese painting. And um, the original painting is painting of an ogre. So, you know, there was some reminiscence of Darth Maul with the ogre. And the pose is actually exactly the same as the ogre in the, really, like, you know, painting from a couple hundred years ago. So, who was, who was that painting by? Do you know? Uh, Hokusai. Hokusai Katsushika Hokusai. That's the artist's name. And what's cool about this is it, the lightsaber lights up. So, you know, not only is it a cool piece with, you know, very intricate detail in a little bit of a Japanese style and the, it lights up it comes with the base of course and you can see his toenails <laughs> I was just about to say that's one of the details I love about this figure is the toes the toes are just so stylized and they're almost like claws yes yes you know not many people have seen Darth Maul's toenails but if you want to see what it looks like there you go <laughs> And then we have here your Artifacts Plus statues of the Boba Fett, Darth Vader, and your Stormtroopers. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so this is um, based on the Cloud City right now. The display is Cloud City. And in the front, we have on the left is uh, Boba Fett. He's going to come with two different posing. Uh, so he's going to come with two different arms. One, him holding the gun down. Then another pose, you can have him holding up the gun up. Um, all our Artifacts Plus line comes with magnets on the base. So uh, you can move them around on the base. If they're pegs, you know, you can't move them around. But um, on top of the magnetic base, you can move them around. And we have Darth Vader, which also comes with uh, bonus arms. You'll have one him another version another hand which you will find him pointing talk to me about this base because this is a very cool cloud city base the carbon freeze chamber yes this is uh, the carbon freeze chamber cloud city and this is you know for display we made it just for San Diego Comic Con and you know it's it's a cool piece you know like hopefully we can make it into a product if we get enough requests from our fans (laughs) I know that at our forums we posted pictures of this because you put a teaser on your facebook page we started talking about this everybody was just going nuts about the thought of it and maybe an artifacts plus han and carbonite to go with well it's quite possible that we will you know i mean our line artifacts plus line we're going to continue making more and more classic um classic star wars characters so you'll be finding more 
Um, Han Solo, Carbonite, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You've uh-huh. just got such the the Bespin thing going there. It just seems like a great continuation of that mm-hmm. scene. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, we, we will be making more. And let's talk about our uh, Stormtrooper, maybe. This is... I'm going to tell our listeners the single most impressive thing that they're missing at Toy Fair. There are going to be a million pictures online. You got these stormtroopers. Now, they come two to a pack, yes. but you only have one of the ones from the pack here, right? Yeah. Um, actually, we have these right here, which is a different posing. But um, And you took all the ones that are just standing straight up and yeah. made this huge display. We, just for the show, we got you know almost 100 stormtroopers lined up here. Um, and they're all the same pose, of course. But the actual two-pack, they come with bonus arms and legs, so you can actually make multiple different poses. And the base for these troopers are made of plastic, and they have steel inside, and they all have magnets at the bottom. Um, But Darth Vader comes with the Cloud City base. So these will... I think you can put... They're going to have pegs on them, so you can put them on... So these troopers also have pegs. So what we're looking at here is about 52 packs. So our listeners at home, if they want to pick up 52 packs, can recreate this awesome, awesome scene. Definitely recommended, but, you know, just starting off, building them up, slow and slow is always great, you know. You know the more you have, the more, the stronger your army is. <laughs> And then I see a return to some more classically styled artifact stats. Our artifacts line is coming back with Darth Vader and Commander Cody. Our, you know, this is going to be our Star Wars year, as you can see. Um, we're putting a lot of um, time and effort into making more new artifacts uh, plus and artifacts Star Wars products. And this will be, you know, kind of our like kickback or you know our start starting product and. We have Darth Vader on the top, which has light-up features on the chest and the lightsaber. And we're really trying to figure out a way to light up the head so that we can see the skull. But it's been really tough for us. So that's why the schedule for Darth Vader is moving back a little bit. But hopefully we can pull that very soon. Um, okay. Does Cody have some light-up features? Yes, he does. Cody. Um, what's cool about Cody is you can display him before and after Order 66. So you can both rep- you can present him as you know the Jedi side or the dark side. And right now, the photo you'll see here will be uh, him after Order 66. He's kind of talking to Palpatine with his uh, holographic. Uh, device to talk to him and he will light up and you can also display him as the Jedi side uh, with the battle um, battle droid in his hand and you also get the Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber which can, you can um, actually have him hold on his uh, belt very nice. Now, with these also, are any of your older artifacts going back into production for yes, people who yes, are trying yes, to... Yes. I know a lot of people are having trouble with the Bounty Hunter set finding the Boba Fett. IG-88, we're, we're releasing IG-88. Um, I think we're doing uh, uh, Boba Fett as well, but IG-88 is definitely coming back. Um, we'll be... Yeah, we'll definitely keep you guys updated on that, but yeah, we will be reproducing some of our older stuff upon... Requests, of course. (laughs) 
And now, of course, you've had the huge success with the Chop Saber, and now you've expanded and have new home products as well. Yes, yes. Um, you guys may be familiar with our uh, lightsaber chopsticks. Uh, so far, we've done Series 1 and 2. We're coming back with Series 3, and um, that will be announced pretty soon. Uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated. What we were just speaking about is our silicone ice tray, which is a really cool piece because not only is it, um, you know, like it's resistant to the freezer, you can also use it in the oven. So it's heat resistant as well. You can bake cookies, you can make chocolates, you can, you know, make jello, whatever you want to do with the, you know, the tray, you can kind of get this cute R2D2, you know. Um, piece. <laughs> and you've got a couple different sizes on there, so you can get like a, about a three inch and then a, about a one inch R2 in there. Yeah, yeah. You, and same thing goes for Han Solo. Han Solo, yeah, you can actually make six carbonites, smaller carbonites, and then you get a one large, um, large carbonite piece as well. Now, you, they say available in July. Do you think you'll have them for sale at Comic-Con? Um, July, yeah, yeah, probably, probably, yeah, around the time. We'll, hopefully we'll have it on sale for you guys. I am, I'm, I've got to have the Han and Carbonite. You've hit me where I live with that one. So it's just a great idea that has been overlooked too long. And the silicone trays, so much We've better. for a long time, you know. I mean, the uh, I've had some plastic ice trays in the past, and they just, they're so hard, the ice cubes break when they come out with the silicone. You can do the ice, you can do the chocolate, like you say, all the different things. So these are, and at $9.99 a piece, these things are going to just fly. Oh, yeah. We know. We hopefully, you know, and like tomorrow's Valentine's, so I'm going to try to post a photo of the chocolate, of chocolate R2-D2 and carbonite for you guys. <laughs> Great. Well, Shingo, thank you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We've got the photos here from the booth. This is some great stuff. Any hints at what's to come and maybe new reveals at San Diego? Uh, right now, um, I can't announce anything, but definitely, we'll definitely keep you guys updated. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. And again, loving the ice cube tray. Thank you. Thank you. The ice cube trays slash candy trays. Oh, hello. I'm getting more than one of each. Mini, mini. We'll have yeah. as many of them as they had stormtroopers on display. I just love them because they can be used as candy molds. They can be used as ice cube trays. And they're just going to be so cheap. $10. I know. That's great price. I am. These just, are awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm in love with them. I can't believe that they came up with something better than lightsaber chopsticks. But leave it to Kodo. You know what I love about Kodo is every product has a reason and a story like that has to do with ancient Japanese culture. Like what yeah. Kodo was telling us about the Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. I love that. I think it's just amazing that there, there's something special about their products because of that. You're not just buying your 83rd Darth Maul. This is a Japanese demon. And there are so many things in the Kodo portfolio that have that. And I just think it's amazing. And now with one company not coming to Toy Fair, though, we just mentioned FX Collectibles. They did reveal new product mm -hmm. on their website, put up for pre-order. The Luke Skywalker reveal saber. It's his Return of the Jedi saber. From the deleted scene. Well, it's also from other scenes. Yeah. It's the hero saber with the... Gold on it. My first Master Replica Saber was this Saber. 
It's still one of my favorite sabers of the entire series. Now you're getting it with the reveal where you can take it apart and see the crystal and see the inside. And again, it is featured in the deleted scene, as you mentioned, that we saw. Where he constructs it, yeah. It is now available for $4.99 for pre-order. It's going to begin on Valentine's Day at 10 a.m. Pacific. What a wonderful gift for someone you love. Absolutely. Nothing says love like nine inches of saber. <laughs> That's what she said. It's going to be $500, $150 non-refundable deposit required. And as with all FX collectibles items, the pre-order will determine the edition size, but it will not exceed 1,000 pieces. So you can order that at FX Collectibles, and if you subscribe to the Star Wars Action News new release newsletter, you will get the email at 10 a.m. Pacific that day to remind you to go order. I think that was a record for getting the word news into a sentence. And with that, our Toy Fair coverage of 2011 comes to a close. But before we say goodbye, we want to send out some very special thank yous to members of our staff. Because without them, you guys wouldn't have the pictures. You wouldn't have the enhanced podcast. And it's just amazing. They've kept us running. There have literally been Star Wars Action News crew working around the clock since Hasbro started. Because this is not something... We can do on our own, and we are thankful for them. They're the backbone of us, and much like a real news organization where they're running all the time at MSNBC, we've got little people in our production room just... There are no little people. No. They're just big hearts and big collectors. Well, they're I not very tall. <laughs> Jason, of course, our illustrious webmaster. Barrett, who is working so hard to enhance our podcast and get them out as quick as possible. Both Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys, where you can hear all of the Marvel collecting coverage. If you're excited about Thor or Captain America this summer, go check out Marvelicious Toys, where Justin has been working so hard getting those images posted and editing that show. Jason, not the webmaster Jason, another Jason. We only hire people with the same name. Working so hard, helping us editing the photos and getting them online. Brock for doing special opening credits for us. We thank all of you so much for your help because I just want to point out because of their hard work, Star Wars Action News is the only podcast bringing you day of coverage of Toy Fair. I mean, thanks to Barrett, Jason, Jason, and Justin, we have the podcast out. We have the photos on our website, SWActionNews.com. And you know what's nice? Because of them, it was a huge team effort and it looks amazing. Yeah, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. I wanted to just give you a shout out on the air. Thank you so much, everyone who helped us out. And all of our staff, always, I swear we have the best group of all fandom from our reporters, both U.S. and abroad, everyone who pitches together for the show week after week after week. Thank you all. But just a special shout out to everyone who put in the long, long hours this weekend. And I really want to thank you guys who posted comments on all of this and let us know that you are enjoying it because we just don't do this because we're narcissistic and like to hear ourselves talk. We love you guys. It's great meeting people who listen to any one of our shows. Your comments are all important to us. And it's great. We love it. So keep it coming, guys. Keep the interaction going. Keep the community going. Absolutely. Facebook, Twitter. Even if you just click the like button on Facebook, it means a lot to us to know that you actually are liking what Mm -hmm. we're posting and what we're going through the effort to put all the posts out there, you know? So thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you so much to all of our staff. 
Now, Marjorie and I are going to take next week off as we hand over to the staff so that they can talk about all of this Toy Fair stuff and give you an alternate perspective other than just ours. And we will be back in two weeks. And we encourage you to call our voicemail, 415-508-JEDI. Let us know what you are thinking about the Toy Fair stuff. We want to hear from you guys. Are you excited? Frustrated? What was your favorite part? Let us know. And finally, thanks to our sponsors, Brian's Toys at Brian'sToys.com. Because without the sponsors, we wouldn't be able to even keep the websites running. And come over here at Brian's Toys currently has some great artwork. The Night of Passage paper art from Acme. As well as a 12-inch sideshow Captain Rex available. And if you're a real completionist, you can go and... Pick up the Gentle Giant Max Rebo Holiday Statue that was only given away as a gift from Gentle Giant to exclusive people. They have reduced the price to $799.99 and they offer 0% interest-free financing if on orders of over $600. You can finance your Max Rebo. Why not? Let's be in debt to toy companies as well. And let's thank Backstage Toys. We are still running our contest for the Entertainment Earth Exclusive Pack. In our forums at SWActionNews.com, where you just post in a thread, and you can win all four exclusive comic packs thanks to our sponsor, Backstage Toys. And you can find them at BackstageToys.com. That is our show and conclusion of our Toy Fair coverage. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News book club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. 
Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. We need some Star Wars plushies in this. Well, good. They're making them. Sweet. They had some of those on display as well. I'm confused and mistaken.